the scripture in the book of Galatians chapter 4 and uh, verse 4 through 7. Uh, We've spent all month long talking about this passage of scripture because it says in uh, verse 4, but when the time arrived, when the set time arrived, the time that was chosen by God the Father, God sent his son born among us of a woman. And uh, the challenge and and the joy of this particular passage of scripture is that it says, when the appointed time set by God arrived. And I've begun to challenge you as a congregation and as a gathering of people that you would understand and that you would realize and that you would not just understand and realize but also declare that your time has arrived. The reality of it is that this is the time that you have assigned to you by God. He sent you during this time. He didn't send you too early, and he didn't send you too late. And you are not uh, born out of time, but God has sent you into the earth for such a time as this. So we've begun to declare as a body of people, my time has arrived. My time has come. The appointed time, the anointed time has come. And so uh, we have enjoyed exploring that together the last few weeks, and, and uh, we have a couple more weeks probably that we'll be talking about uh, th- th- that our time has come. But uh, the scripture says there, when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent his son, born am- among us of a woman, born under the conditions of the law, so that he might redeem those of us who had been kidnapped by the law. Thus we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives crying, Abba, Father, or Papa, Father, Daddy, God. Doesn't that privilege of intimate... Listen, Church of Living Water... Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain to you that you are not a slave, but a child? And if you are a child, you're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. Today, I want to talk to you for just a few moments about why he came. The reason He came, the reason Jesus came, the reason that we have a day like today to celebrate the birth of our Lord is not, the the reason that he came is not fully expressed in the scene at the manger. The reason he came is not even fully expressed, uh, uh, completely expressed in all of the the, uh, understanding of the cross until we put it all together and we begin to look in scripture and we begin to realize that the reason he came was so that you could have the privilege of complete access to the inheritance that you could be the child of God. The scripture says that he was the firstborn among many sons. He was the firstborn among many. God brought him to the earth so that you could have access and intimate relationship with God. 
We at Church of Living Water have uh, risen to the challenge of personal discipleship and and personal relationship with God. It is the challenge of, of our church and of our generation and of this body of believers that we would know God intimately, that our ear would be tuned to His voice, that we would know His word, and that we would be fully equipped to express His purpose, His plan, and His desire in the earth. The reason He came... Reason number one that we are looking at today is that so that you would have intimate conversation with God. So that you would have complete access as an heir of the Father. Amen? Okay, let me read something that Jesus uh, did in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. It says that he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood uh, before them to read. And they delivered to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it is written. And he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He said, this is why I have come. This is why I am here. This is my assignment from God. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, the good news to the poor is that you don't have to be poor anymore. The good news to the poor is that you don't have to live in places of brokenness and places of want and places of lack because the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There's good news to you today if you have a broken heart. If you have a season in your life that has brought brokenness to your mind and to your emotions, it is time for you to lay that before the Father and walk away and say, all's forgiven, all's forgotten. I'm going to let go of that. I'm not going to carry it anymore. I'm not going to live in places of brokenness because the gospel has come to me. And because of Jesus, because that baby came and was placed in that manger, because he grew up and he went to the cross, because he brought me into full covenant with him, I'm not living in places of brokenness anymore. I've just decided I'm not going to be broken because he came to heal the brokenhearted he came to preach deliverance to the captive if you're in a situation in your life where you are captive to some circumstance where you're captive to addiction where you're captive to trouble where you're captive to difficulty it's time to be set free It is time to receive your freedom. Your freedom has been brought to you. Your freedom has been delivered to you. Now you have a choice whether or not you're going to take the good news to the captive and apply it to your life and receive the full liberty that is in Jesus. And then he said, I've come to uh, bring recovery of sight to the blind. Well, now that's really good good news to an individual who's blind to an individual who cannot see to walk down the street, the the gospel to that individual is that he came with healing in his wings. He's risen to bring healing and recovery of sight to the blind. But the reality of it is that he was not just talking about the blind man. 
who had physical blindness, but he also was talking about a nation and a people who had come up under what was understood in the mind of God to be spiritual blindness. The scripture said that there was a cloak that was over their eyes, that there was a veil that was put upon their face so that they could not see the reality of the God that they were serving. And he came to lift the veil. He came so that you could walk in full understanding of who he is. God is not hiding from you. We say this a lot around here. I'm going to repeat it. God is not hiding from you. He's not trying to have some big secret that you can't understand. He's not hiding out and keeping uh, uh, from you his desire, his word, his will. He has plainly opened himself before his people and said, Come and sit with me so that I can reveal myself to you completely. The scripture says that there were mysteries that were hidden in God. But the apostles said, but in these last days, to, to us, the people of God, they have been revealed. So there's nothing hidden uh, in God that is to be kept hidden in him. It is not hidden there so that you will not understand it, but it's hidden there for you to discover. Peel back the layers of the multifaceted God that we serve and understand him in fullness and receive his word with gladness. Receive recovery of sight to the blind. He said that he came to set at liberty those that are bruised, those who are in places of brokenness. Do you know some people just choose to live in places of brokenness? You know, when I was growing up, really bad things happened to me. Well, I want to tell you something. I'm not making light of that. When I was growing up, really bad things happened to me. I just decided that the things that happened to me in the past are not going to destroy my future. You and I must decide that in God, the things that have happened in the past, he forgave them on the cross, he wiped them away, he healed that brokenness so that we don't have to live out of those places of brokenness. So we just decide we're not living out of that stuff. We're living out of his promise. And then he came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, we can't get into all of that too much, but let me just tell you what that is. The acceptable year of the Lord is in Scripture described uh, in a passage that you should take time to look up one of these days and read and study about the year of Jubilee, the year that all debt was forgiven, the year that everything that had been lost was restored to the individuals who had lost it. All property was returned to its original owner. In the economy of Israel, things, uh, things depreciated in value, and then one day at the year of Jubilee, everything went back to its original value. It started over. Everything was restored. Everything that had been lost, all bad decisions that had been made financially, everything that had been... Oh, isn't that wonderful? That just really struck a chord in my heart. Everything was just restored to the family. And fresh, a fresh new beginning was given. The acceptable year of the Lord is that in God, every day as the sun rises, you have a fresh new beginning. You have a new opportunity. I love that. The scripture says his mercies are new every morning. So I get up every morning and I'm like, oh God, blew it yesterday, but here we go again. I'm ready to walk with you in freshness and in newness because the sun rose today. And his mercies are new every morning. And the enemy will come up and he'll get up on your shoulder and he'll whisper up in your ear and he'll tell you how bad you are and how horrible you are and how all the mistakes that you've made ought to, ought to be some burden that you bear. But the scripture says his mercies are new every morning. Yeah. 
So you cast that stuff off and say, hey, God, let's walk together today. Let me just give you a couple more scriptures in closing. The scripture says in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Do you know that the entire reason, if you're, if you're sitting here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to challenge you this morning. The reason that he came to the earth was because he's seeking you. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came desiring a relationship with you. Isn't it wonderful that God looked at mankind and said, hey, I want to hang out. I want to come hang out with you. Let's have coffee. Let's sit together. I want to hang out with you. I want to know you intimately. God is saying to you, I want to know the intimacies of your heart. We, all, we always think in terms of knowing the intimacies of the heart of God. But God is saying, I want you to be comfortable enough with me that you express to me the intimacies of your heart. It's not that he doesn't know them. He wants to hear them come out your mouth. He wants you to be completely honest with him about where you're at. He's a big guy. He can take your stuff. He can handle it. So he came to seek and to save that which was lost. So all you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me my sin. I'm one of those lost guys. I want you. To receive me, I receive you. And then in 1 John 3, 8, this is what he's going to do. It says, The Son of Man was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Scripture says, Jesus said, The thief came to kill and to steal and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. When you invite him in, the reason he's coming in is to come into your life and to destroy the works of the devil. Where the enemy has desired to kill, steal, and destroy your life, the Lord wants to come in and have access so that he can bring abundance and strength and blessing to you. He wants to, he, he wants to laugh in the face of the enemy with you as he puts your life on track. And he destroys the work of the devil. So in John 10.10, he said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, I'm so excited, Church of Living Water, as we step out of mediocre and into more abundantly. Let's not live in mediocre anymore when when we have access and full covenant with God to live in abundant. Get your mind off stuff for just a moment. I say abundant and you think win the lottery. That's all good. If, if Financial abundance is wonderful. But when your relationship with your children is broken and God restores it, that's abundant. your relationship with your spouse is in in trouble and God begins to build a strong relationship with him in the middle of it, that is an abundance. The world cannot give you that. When you sit with your family around the dinner table and there is health and there is strength 
and there is blessing in those relationships. The world cannot give you that. In fact, the world will try to take that away from you. But God wants to bring a wholesomeness and a wholeness to to your home and to your family and to your worship experience. And and all of that is the abundance that comes from the throne of God. The world can't give you that. And he'll bless you financially too. It's all good. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's why he came. That's why he came. That's why he came. He came looking for you. He came came looking for intimate seasons and times to sit with you and talk to you and allow you to share your heart with him and allow him to share his heart with you. Wonderful journey that we're on here. Next Sunday, we're going to begin to talk about why you came. So I believe you ought to come back and find out why you're here. But that's why he came. That's why he came. Could we just stand together and let's lift up our hands one more moment and thank him for coming. Lord, we thank you because you came to seek and to save that which was lost. We thank you because you came uh, to give abundance. We thank you because you came to break our chains. We thank you because you came to set the captive free. We thank you because you came to open the eyes of the blind. We thank you because you came to preach the good news to the poor. We thank you, Lord, because you came to set at liberty those that are bruised. We thank you, Lord, because you came. We worship you. We, we honor you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Here. Go ahead. Use this. Thank you, Jesus. It's on. Go for it. The Lord would say unto you this day, Do you hear my voice? For oh, how I've desired to show you who I am. I've desired to come and eat with you and tell you of all that I am going to be doing. The season is upon you, says the Lord, for change. For the season is now, says the Lord, to bring forth my glory. And I want to use you, says the Lord. Each and every one of you, says the Lord thy God. You are a delight to me, says the Lord. I see your heartaches and I see your sorrows. I see everything that you've gone through. But oh, says the Lord thy God, how I've wanted to share with you the plans that I have for you. The season is coming, says the Lord thy God, when I will pour out my glory upon my body. And she will move in signs and wonders. And I want to use you, says the Lord. So hear my voice this day. I'm calling you to a new place. I'm calling you to a new place, says the Lord. A place of knowing me in a greater way. I receive your praises this day. They were a delight unto me. And they brought me joy, says the Lord. But I require even more of you, says the Lord thy God. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we receive from you that instruction that we would sit at your feet, that we would grow, learn of you, and that we would have more of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to ask a couple of prayer teams to be available here this morning. If you are here today and you do not know Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and meet with one of these prayer teams and just tell them, I just need to receive Jesus. I need to to do what pastor's talking about and have a relationship with the Lord uh, so that he can speak to me, so that we can have those intimate seasons and times together so that I can submit my life to him and so that I can have the abundance that pastor was talking about in my life this morning. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the promise that we've received. We thank you for the word and for the instruction. We thank you for guidance and direction. And Father, we pray that as we, as we have gathered in this place today, that the seed of the word goes in and challenges our hearts. We celebrate you. We honor you. Father, we bless your people that are gathered in this place today as they go and they celebrate family and home. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless them on the right hand and on the left. I pray that you bless them rising up and lying down. I pray that you bless them going in and going out. Let the very work of their hands be blessed. Let their celebration and their family time be blessed. Be in the presence of the midst of their family, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.